our Father and our God, we thank you. What a great day that you have made. That we should appear before you with supplications, with prayers. An indication that we depend entirely on you. What a declaration. A Sunday of prayer. A service of prayer. This is a divine message from heaven. And here we are in obedience. To appear before our Father, our Maker, and our God. And present our supplications and our prayer. Especially over families and over our country, Nigeria. Father, here we are. Let your glory appear. Let your power appear. Let your presence appear. Let the cloud of your glory appear. For unto you we have come. Unto you we have come. Father, honor this arrangement. And make it a great day of visitation. And a great day of answers to our prayer. Thank you, our Father. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. It's a wonderful thing to declare a Sunday service such as this as a day of prayer. And I'm sure you have come to pray. And we shall pray. And we shall pray through. Amen. Thank God for our venerable who always receive this kind of message and lead us in this great manner to serve the Lord and to showcase His glory. Available, we are grateful to you. We thank you. We thank God on your behalf and your team. And also, I thank God that God find me usable at this point and he will use me as a vessel. Father, this is a declaration as we pray and as we go through the world and as we as I present this short message you have given before we pray. Father, may it be a word that we prepare ground for you to receive our prayer as a sweet smelling savour in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father. In Jesus' name we pray. The prayer topic is the fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. And this is taken from Leviticus chapter 6 verse 12. Leviticus chapter 6 verse 12. And verse 13. And I read. And the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it. It shall not be put off, put out. And the priest shall burn wood 
on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order upon it. And he shall burn thereon the fat of the peace offerings. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. When I look at this topic, I ask God to help me to guide. And so, I have three areas to summarize this heading before we begin to pray. Introduction, then how to bring down fire on the altar. How to keep the fire on the altar burning non-stop. And the things that put off the fire. Then we begin to pray. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. And it shall never go out. But from this book of Leviticus what we just read, you can see the process of and procedure of sacrifice, of keeping the altar of God burning with fire. Physical sacrifices of rams, of bulls, of fats, of peace offering, sin offering, wave offering, trespass offering. There are so many. If you go through this book of, in the Leviticus, how to offer different kinds of sacrifice for different problems, it was too much. And after going through the process in Leviticus, I say, wow, Jesus has done great things for us. Because we are no longer doing all that now. Jesus took care of all of them. And I will show you a place in the book of Hebrew, chapter 10, what Jesus did to save us the problem. Imagine that we are bringing cattle and sheep and goat here every Sunday and burning. No, every morning. It's every morning. It would have been wonderful, isn't it? And so, Jesus took care of it all. In Hebrews chapter 10 verse 1, he said, For the Lord, having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never, with the those sacrifices, which they offer upon the altar year by year, make them perfect. The sacrifice they did, with rams and bulls and fasts, can never make them perfect. There is something wrong. Why not? And they are doing it every day. But year by year. <laughs> and it cannot make them perfect. Verse 4 of that uh, Hebrew 10. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and rams should take away sin. Yet they did it year by year under the law. Go to verse 12. But this man, Jesus Christ, after 
Remember, he offered one sacrifice for sin forever. Sat down on the right hand of God. Jesus concluded, he just did one sacrifice with his own blood and thereby abolishing all this protocol, all this series of sacrifices that take time, take energy, and take all kinds of things. Brethren, Jesus did it for us, for you and for me, once and for all. Give a round of applause to Jesus. A round of applause to Jesus. He did it. Once and for all, he settled it. There's no more need to go to market and buy cattle and buy sheep and offer sacrifices. Jesus settled it all. Hallelujah. Now, in Hebrew 10, 16, you still look at that scripture. The thing changed to be done in another way which we are doing now, which is more convenient and more easy. This uh, Hebrew 10, 16 said, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days. I will put my law in their hearts and in their mind will I write them. You see? There's no more need for this sacrifice. The thing will be written in your heart. You must remember the, the law, the Ten Commandments. You must remember what Bible says. It should be in your head, in your body. No more sacrifice. For their sin and iniquity will I remember no more. Now, where remission of of this sin is there is no more offering for sin no more sacrifices Jesus has already done it and there is no more need so the thing must be written, must be written in our heart in Levitical where we read you can see that the message is that there be no more offering, but that the thing is now written in our heart. And now, who is the priest that burn this offering every day with wood every day? <laughs> that priest method, that priestly method has also been changed. We now have new grades of priests. And the priest we have now is the priest under dispensation of grace. Is no longer priest under the dispensation of law. So we have come out of that. Jesus has settled that. And therefore, every believer is a priest. Because a believer and every believer carry Holy Ghost in his body. The body is now the temple of Holy Ghost. So instead of burning sacrifice, sacrifices, we now pray because our body is the altar. We have the Holy Ghost. 
we now fast, we now pray, and that is what we have come here to do today. Praise the Lord. In Hebrews 7 verse 11, Hebrews chapter 7 verse 11, I'll be just mentioning it fast, fast, so you may, if you can't turn the Bible, write it, you read it later. If therefore perfection were by Levitical priesthood under the law, what further need was there that another priest should arise after the order of Melchizedek and not after the order of Aaron? Because change has occurred. Another priest, line of priests must arise. It's no longer the type of priest of Aaronaki order. It's a, a priest now under the order of Melchizedek. And that is the type of priest we have today. Because of what Jesus did. He said in verse 12 of that Hebrews 7. For the priesthood being changed. There is made of necessity a change also of the law. The law has also changed. We are now operating under grace. Because of what Jesus did. For it is evident that our Lord Jesus sprang out of Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning priesthood. That is verse 14. His priesthood is made not after the law of carnal commandment, but after the power of an endless life. <laughs> the priesthood of Jesus Christ is made after the order of endless life. <laughs> You know, the believers, even when they die, they have not died. The life is endless. And that is the order of the priesthood which Jesus has brought in. And that order is in the order of Melchizedek. And that is the type of priesthood that is operational now. Priests that receive from heaven, priests that receive from God. And that is the thing, so the same Jesus redeemed us from all our sins. He also gave us Holy Ghost to stay inside us, making our body his temple. And so, if you are born again, you carry, you have the Holy Ghost in you. And also, you are a priest of God. Under the same order, our own priesthood is under the same order of Melchizedek, of our Lord Jesus Christ's own. And it's the order of an endless life, endless priesthood. Praise the Lord. As the errors, but the important thing is that that uh, priesthood under the Aeronautic order prepared us to have this one we are having now. Because the Bible made it for us to know that as the priesthood of Aaron kept the fire burning every day, <laughs> we too, the believers, we must keep the fire on our altar burning every day also. And that altar is your body. 
Say, the altar is my body. Touch your body. The fire in it must not go out. That is what we are learning from here. Because we learn from the aeronautic priesthood that the fire will not go out. It must burn every day. And now, the order has changed. The priesthood has changed. And we are now operating on the Melchizedek order in which the priesthood and the altar is the body. It's our body. Praise the Lord. Now, how do we bring down the fire on the altar? The fire is nothing but the presence of Holy Ghost, the presence of Jesus, the presence of angels of God. <laughs> that is the fire. It's not a physical fire. And even now that we are in this church, the fire is blazing. Because all of us, or most of us, have the Holy Ghost. So the fire is there. But you cannot see it with the physical eye. Until, if you are a doubting Thomas, God may open your eyes, you will see it. You may see it in the process of this service. Praise the Lord. Number one, therefore, how to bring down the altar is that you must be born again. If you are not born again, Holy Ghost will not come into your body to stay. So, that one is a must to be born again. Then number two, you must have an altar unto God in your house. As a born again child of God, there must be a praying point in your house. And that is your altar, where you gather the family and pray. That is the altar. You may not put anything there. You declare it with mouth. If you want to go further, you can drop an oil on it and say, God, this is our altar. And that's it. So you have the altar in your body and the altar in the house where you pray. And the fire in this altar must not go out. I hope you understand. It must not go out. You must burn it every day, every morning. The Bible here says every morning. But if you can burn it every morning and evening, and mid night, it's even better. The fire will be more. Then number three, praying, Bible reading, evangelism. These are the things that bring down the fire. The fire will be burning. If you doubt it, try. Any day you go for evangelism, there is a kind of aura over you. Because you are going to evangelism, a new strength, a new glory will just appear from nowhere. That is the fire. That is how to bring down fire. Then go and read the Bible. When you are reading the Bible, you will see you and in another scenario, the fire has come down. So it's a good way to bring down the altar. Then praying, which we will do today, which we are already doing, it will bring down the fire. So the fire is already here. Praise the Lord. In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 6, in Isaiah 6, verse 6, the Bible says, one of the seraphims took a live coal from the altar of God and laid it on the mouth of Isaiah. 
I'm not reading it, I'm interpreting what is there. And took away his sins. You know, in that place, Isaiah was crying, Woe is me, that I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live in the midst of people of unclean lips. One seraphim said, Isaiah, don't worry. He just took one uh, a coal of fire and laid it on his mouth, and Isaiah became vibrant. Isaiah said, wow. So, what am I saying? There is always a coal of fire in the altar. That altar, where that seraphim took the thing, it means he's burning, and he took it and lay on Isaiah's mouth, and Isaiah became vibrant. Today, you will become vibrant in the name of Jesus. That fire is upon us, and his glory is here. And the example was what I shared to you one time ago. After I gave my life to Jesus, and in a dream I found myself in a ditch, a terrible ditch. I shouted all I could shout, I got no help. But as soon as I shouted Jesus, fire appeared, light appeared. So Jesus, it confirmed to me that Jesus himself is the fire. His presence is fire. And I, as I shot more, the light increased and increased until I saw him. And he pulled me out of that dungeon. And that confirmed to me one thing, very great thing, that the Lord, once you call him, once you are calling the name of the Lord, he comes. And if he is coming, you will see fire. And that is the fire, therefore, the presence of God, the presence of angels, the presence of Holy Spirit is full of fire. And to keep your altar burning, <laughs> you must make them friends. You must make sure they are, they are with you, they are around you. Number two, do we, how do we keep the fire on the altar burning? non-stop like I said earlier the first altar the believer has is his body and the fire of God must be burning on it unquenched therefore number one how to keep the fire on the altar burning that is after bringing down the altar the fire by evangelism by prayer by being born again you have brought it down. Now, how do you sustain it to keep burning? That is what we are looking at now. And I take a scripture from Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Joshua 1 8. This, that place said, This book of the law, which is the Bible, shall not depart out of your mouth, but you will meditate in it day and night. Hmm. to observe, to do all that is written in it, then it means you are now keeping the altar fire burning. You will, if, you, if you do this thing, written in this place we just read now, the fire cannot go out. So, the, this book of the law will not depart out of your mouth day and night. This one added day and night. The other one said, burning the wood every morning. 
But this one has furthered it day and night. Now, if you also look at Psalm 1 verse 1, it says, Blessed is the man that refused to join himself with the ungodly, but his delight is in the law of God. His delight is going for evangelism. His delight is going for fellowship. His delight is coming to church. His delight is reading the Bible. That that person will be like a tree by the waterside. And he brings forth his fruit in his season. Again, look at Psalm 119 verse 11. Psalm 119 verse 11. He said, That word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin. That is the reason why we must read the Bible and hide the word of God in our heart so we will not sin. It means if you leave the word of God, if you leave the Bible alone, you can sin. But if you hide it in your heart, you will not sin. And I go back to Hebrews 10, 10 verse 16, which said, The covenant that we make with them is that I will put my word in their heart, I will write it, and also in their mind, to prevent them from sinning. If you carry the word of God in your heart, like people like uh, Joseph carried it, he refused to sin. No matter how on the platform you, br you bring the sin, he will refuse it. In my early days, I was born again, full of zeal, fasting, reading the Bible and praying. <laughs> I, I asked God one thing, and he answered, look, let me tell you, if you don't ask God anything, he does it. I've seen it a lot, and I want you to start trying it. Ask, specifically ask God for something, something that is relevant to, not to give you motto. <laughs> something that is relevant to the kingdom of God, he will just answer immediately. Praise the Lord. You know, I, 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 I asked him, do you know what I requested him those times? I asked him, show me rapture. I've read this rapture and they're talking about, God, I want to see it. Let me see it. Let me know that it's true. Do you know the day I made this request, in the night, he showed me. In fact, he showed me two versions of it. In a clear vision, he showed me the whole world in commotion. Don't you, even now, the whole world is in commotion. It's commotion. And I was watching everybody running. And in that massive field, there were lorries. The lorries I'm talking about is not this, uh, this horn is like a car for that lorry because the lorry is so, as big as Transekulu, very big. Only from the face you will know that it's a boss, it's a, it's a boss. And the people were, and many of them were packed, many of them were going to different destinations. So the people in confusion didn't know which one to enter. And, and so people were going, do we enter this one? Do we, they were in confusion. 
And I don't know where I was that I was watching this thing. You know. But suddenly a man came out and they saw me. And the crowd saw me, especially mostly the full gospel men and women. Hey, they, say, they saw me and said, look at Dr. Marire. That time I wasn't professor. Look at Dr. Marire. Let us follow him. He will know the one to enter. I don't know how I will know the one. But they said, I will know the one. And I began to move as somebody that even know the one. And I entered one. And as soon as I entered one, all of them started coming in. It's like the whole city coming in. And they were coming in and were sitting down, just seated as we are seated here. And after they, they came in and they filled the bus, they began to close the window. It took another 30 minutes to close all the windows. Boom. 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 They were closing the window. And when they finished closing the window, we now experience a serene silence. Because we are now excluded from the commotion. We are no longer hearing the commotion. It was serene. And then now, a voice came up. I don't know from where that voice came. He said, a rapture will soon take place. And if you don't have enough word of God in you, you will not rapture. Therefore, pull out your Bible and begin to read. Hey, we pulled out our Bible. Because they are mostly believers. Everybody pulled out his Bible. And we opened the Bible. The way I read Bible in that dream is not the way we read it today. We begin to chop the Bible. Putting it, because you have to put it enough so that you'll be able to qualify the rapture. So we chopped we were chopping this Bible, and I woke up. I woke up, I said, wow, my belly was full of Bible that day. Praise the Lord. And, and uh, the, the Spirit of the Lord began to tell me, teach them to read the Bible. Make them to read the Bible. Read the Bible. Get enough word. And you will be ready for rapture. Then after that one, the next day, the next night, God showed me the second version, the rapture proper. And that, in that rapture, you see three people walking on the road. When that trumpet sounded, one left, leaving two on the road. You see a man and the, uh, uh, the wife talking. The wife left. The man was alone with his newspaper in his hand. He didn't see the wife again. And uh, one woman was feeding the children, uh, giving them tea. They were wearing school uniform, about to go to school. And she went in to bring uh, water. And the thing happened. All the children left. The woman ran in and asked the husband, where is the children? He said, are you not with them? They started but then you see commotion and I looked up and I saw many people from different directions rising up. That is the rapture. God showed it to me because I asked him. Brethren, you cannot rapture without enough word of God. Please read the Bible. I thank God that the, the church has introduced Bible reading. If you haven't joined, join. So that you, 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 you eat enough of the Bible. 
and it will help you to rapture. Praise the Lord. Then, there are scriptural examples showing that we must keep the fire burning in the altar, non-stop. I'll give these examples, then I'll begin to conclude, so that we have enough time to pray. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 1, Moses came to the mount of God in Horeb. He saw bushes, a short bush burning. But when he came near, it was an angel. <laughs> that thing is not any, any physical fire. Once an angel is standing, the, the fire is oozing out. That's the altar, because it's an altar. And, and in fact, it was at that place, in that altar, that God commissioned Moses to go back to Pharaoh and bring out the children of Israel. So, it confirmed that every altar of God, because God said, remove your shoe, because this is an altar. This is the altar of God. Confirming that every altar, fire must be burning. There is fire in every altar. And every altar also has an angel, or Holy Ghost, or Jesus himself. These three are always there in every altar. And uh, and so, number two, Exodus 13, verse 21. Exodus 13, 21. This place said, uh, The Lord went before them by day as a pillar of cloud and by night as a pillar of fire to lead them. In those days, Holy Ghost had not been revealed. So they did not know about the Holy Ghost. But at least they know about the angels. And so the, the, what, what, that cloud in the day and the fire in the night is nothing but a host of angels with Jesus Christ himself and the Holy Spirit. That is the thing, now the thing that formed that cloud is not ordinary cloud. It's a host of angels. And in the, in, the, in the daytime, when the sun is too much, they become cloud to them. And in the night, they become fire for them so that they see road. God is wonderful. When I read these things, I say, wow. God prepares and makes all things good for man. And so, in all their journeys, this cloud led them. And therefore, today, from this altar, this same cloud will follow us in the name of Jesus. In all our journey of life, we need this cloud of God's glory. We cannot do without it. And so, today, as I said, the Holy Ghost has been revealed. Because the Bible says in Joel chapter 2 that in the last days he will part his Holy Spirit upon all flesh. Why, why is God saying that? Because he wants to prepare us as altar, as a place of residence for the Holy Ghost. And the thing has been poured out. It's already in oppression. So if you don't have Holy Ghost, you better look for him. 
so that he will stay in your body and help you. And also in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19, the Bible said, Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Or Nehmaro, or Nehmaro, know you not? That emphasis really made me to, to know that God is serious about this matter. If you don't know, know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And that is, therefore, let me tell you, if your body is, is the temple of the Holy Ghost, it means the Holy Ghost is there. It means that this fire is also coming out from there. The fire that God emits to showcase his presence. In 2 Kings chapter 6 verse 8, 2 Kings chapter 6 verse 8, then the king of Syria warred against Israel. But every plan he made, Elisha showed to the king of Israel. So the king of Syria sent horses and chariots to take Elisha, to arrest Elisha in the mountain where he was. Elisha said to his servant, fear not, they that are with us are more. And he asked God to open his eyes. And God opened the eyes of the servant. The, the servant saw and behold, the mountain where Elisha was, was full of horses and chariots, full of fire, unapproachable. So he now told the servant, realize, you have seen it, so we, we have no problem. Brother, let me tell you, as a child of God, anywhere you are, this chariot of fire is there. This cloud of God's glory is there. That is why God told us never to be afraid. In fact, if you are afraid, if you start fearing, you are sinning. And you have lost faith in God. Except you know that you have driven away Holy Ghost. Then nothing, no fire is around you. But that will not be a portion in Jesus' name. In Genesis 35 verse 2. Genesis 35 verse 2. That place said that Jacob collected all the outdoors of his household and hid it under the oak in Shechem. As soon as Jacob collected all the outdoors in his household and removed it and hid it under the oak in Shechem, the Bible said the terror and fire of God came down. Ah, if you remove the outdoor in your house, the outdoor in your heart, that thing you cherish so much, because uh, in the church these days, we are no longer talking about the actual outdoor that they put in the village. Many of us have removed that one. But there are remnants yet. Some idol in our heart Something we cherish so much that it distracts us from following God and doing the will of God. That thing is also idle. So as soon as Jacob removed that, the Bible said the terror and fire of God came down. And the cities round about Jacob could not pursue them, could not disturb them, could not attack them. They were afraid. The terror was upon them. And so, brethren, 
as we do away with every idol in our life and in our family, that the terror of God will be over our enemies and they will not disturb us. They will not attack us. They will not try it in the name of Jesus. In 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 30, 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 30, Elijah repaired the altar of the Lord, which was broken down by Ahab and Jezebel, his wife. And he prayed. <laughs> the Bible said, fire fell from heaven and consumed the sacrifice. But, um, that fire that fell is the glory of God coming. You know, when they broke the altar, Jezebel and Ahab, Holy Ghost left, everything God left, they become an abandoned property. But as soon as it was repaired, the glory of God came down. Brethren, I give you a challenge. Repair that altar in your house. Repair every altar in yourself and in your house. You will see the glory of God. Something new will begin to happen around you. Praise the Lord. God is saying, your fire shall ever be burning and never to be put off. Because any day you put off the fire, it means no more Holy Ghost, no more angel, no more Jesus. It means you're on your own. It means you are empty. That is why in Exodus 13 verse 21, the Bible says, God took not away the pillar of cloud and pillar of fire from the children of Israel throughout their journey. God never took it away one day. It's a serious matter. Any day the fire is taken away from any of us, it means we are empty and that we are traveling alone. And it shall never be so in the name of Jesus. And the last bit of this message is what are the things that put off the fire? I want us to pay attention to this one so that you will never put off your fire. This fire, you need it. God never put it off throughout their journey. And we are on our own journey of life. So it must not be put off. The things that put off, a number of things put off the fire. And it means driving away Holy Ghost. Driving away angels of God. Driving away Jesus Christ himself from you. That is what putting off the fire means. And so, number one, that can put, if you do, you put off the fire. Number one is blasphemy. Blasphemy. In Mark chapter 3 verse 28. There's something the Bible said there. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, All sins shall be forgiven unto men. But he that blasphemes against the Holy Ghost shall never be forgiven. When I read this, uh, this scripture, this Mark 3.28, I started speaking in tongue. I said, God, every other sin can be forgiven. But blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. 
does this mean? How does this one come about? Why can't it also be forgiven? What made it special? Then the Spirit of God began to now tell me why. And that's what I want you to understand. He said, blasphemy. I didn't look for blasphemy in the dictionary. It's just what God ministered to me that it means. And he said in summary, that blasphemy is simply an act of unbelief. That summarizes blasphemy. Act of unbelief. Jesus died on the cross to forgive all our sins except unbelief, which is blasphemy. If you refuse to believe in what Jesus did on the cross, it's blasphemy. It can never be forgiven. You go to hell. Jesus, if you refuse to accept that what God did was in the power of the Holy Ghost, is blasphemy. You have no mercy. Nobody, God will not forgive. Because Jesus did everything in the power of the Holy Ghost. God also created heaven and earth in the power of the Holy Ghost. Even at that time, Holy Ghost was not yet revealed. In verse 22 of that Mark 3, he said, They claimed that Jesus cast out devil with the spirit of Beelzebub, which is a lie, and which is unbelief, and which is blasphemy, and it can never be forgiven. Those that said it and those that maintained it, ascribing what Holy God did or what God did to Satan, or to Amadioha, or to Ajala, or to a false prophet, is blasphemy and can never be forgiven. That is even why we are told never to, to do, uh, to take what God did for granted. And so, ascribing anything that God did to Satan or to any other thing is blasphemy. And number two, striving with God is another thing that will quench the fire. In number 20 verse 1, the Bible said, When Israel came to the desert of Zin, there was no water. Instead of believing God that he will give water as usual, they began to strive with Moses. They rose up against Moses. And out of temper, <laughs> Moses lost his temper and called the rebels. And also, instead of speaking to the rock, he struck, he strike, he smote the rock, the rock two times. And because of that, Moses and Aaron did not enter the promised land. I wept when I read it. Today, it is happening. People strive with the ministers of God, which should not be so, because they are led by the Spirit. They are on the command of God. So whatever they say is like God saying, don't argue, don't strive. And so that we will not make our priest to lose temper 
cannot get to the destination. Number three, bad reports. I'm summarizing fast. Bad reports. In number 13, verse 1, Moses sent 12 men to serve the land. With all the miracles and things they have seen, they came back and said they are like grasshopper. Ten of them. And because of that, none of them, none of the ten got to the promised land. But Caleb and Joshua, who brought good reports, got to their promised land and inherited their inheritance. Hallelujah. Brethren, I want you to come with good reports. Bad report is evil and wickedness. Number four, foolishness. In Matthew chapter 25 verse 1, there were ten virgins, ten born again, ten Holy Ghost filled. But out of the ten virgins, out of the ten born again, <laughs> five were foolish. How can a virgin, how can, virgin here means People that are pure before God. People that are approved. <laughs> How can they turn out and become foolish? Do you know why? Because they are already virgins. They are already approved. They are already correct. They stop reading Bible. You are born again. You are Holy Ghost filled. You are speaking in tongues. You stop reading Bible. You, are fight. you stop going to church. And the church, you say, let me do my own here. And things like that, your oil will just run out. And you will, you will become foolish. As soon as you stop reading the Bible, you are foolish. As soon as you start, stop going to fellowship, you are foolish. Midweek service, you refuse to go. You are foolish. You are diminishing your oil. Men's fellowship, women's fellowship. You say, nah, let me rest. You are getting foolish. So God is warning us not to be foolish anymore. Even after today, in the name of Jesus. And so, we're now moving towards prayer. What do you do? What must you do? The Bible said, be strong and courageous. That is what you do. Tell somebody, be strong and courageous. That is what you must do. And that is what you must do. Daniel was strong and courageous so that even when they made a decree that nobody should pray, Daniel prayed. <laughs> you know what? After Daniel prayed, continued to pray, his fire was burning, isn't it? He maintained his fire. And so when they now threw him into the den of lion, what lion saw was fire. So lion, all the lions turned and began to watch the fire, admire the fire, gaze at the fire. They did not even see Daniel. And they were hungry all through the night because they were looking at fire. And so when in the morning Daniel was now pulled out of the den, they now threw the, the accusers of Daniel into the den. They saw them as meat and they began to eat them. Praise the Lord. So when you are full of fire, the enemy will see fire and be gazing at the fire. The enemy will not see you. 
And that was what happened. And look at that of the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the same scenario. They were full of fire. They refused to bow down to a graven image. They rejected the idol and stood on their own. And so when, when now they carried them and threw them into the very burning furnace, they didn't know they were throwing fire into fire. And their own fire was superior. It quenched the fire of the fairy furnace. The only thing the fire of fairy furnace was able to do was to kill those that threw them in. But as soon as they threw them in, the fire of fairy furnace quenched, and the fire of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego began to blaze. And so when the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, ran to that place, the fire he was seeing is the one coming from the body of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The altar of God. Praise the Lord. And so, brethren, we're now going to pray, standing on this, we're going to pray two prayers for, for family, for ourselves, and we also pray five prayers for Nigeria. So, but that is the message for today. Praise the Lord. Lift up Jesus. Yes, King of Kings, stand up. We lift up Jesus. Yes, Lord of Lords. We lift up Jesus. Yes, King of Kings, King of Kings, and
urgency to keep the fire of my altar burning. Fill me with the spirit of Joshua and Caleb that I'll be able to get to my destination. Fill me with the spirit of Daniel that the enemy will get at me. Fill me with the spirit of Shedanishak and Abednego that I'll be able to quench the fire of the enemy. Oh Lord my God, make me a vessel, an intercessor to your own glory in the name of Jesus. Brother, you can speak in tongue, you can pray for yourself, that God will prepare you as a vessel so that we now pray. We are going to pray for Nigeria, that God will honor our prayer, that God's power, God's glory will come in our midst, and God's help will come our way. God prepare me as a vessel to, to pray and to pray through to your own glory in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. The second prayer, this one is also for yourself. Just raise up your hand and pray after me. My Father and my God, in the name of Jesus Christ, let the plans of the enemy, the schemes of the enemy, the manipulations of the enemy, the manipulations of the wicked be exposed and be destroyed over my life and over my family. In the name of Jesus, pray them open your mouth and pray that prayer. The schemes, the plans of the enemy will be exposed and destroyed. Every plan of the enemy against my family, against your family, against our nation, our land, our, against us, be exposed and be destroyed. Every satanic priesthood working against our life, working against our family, be exposed and be destroyed. Every evil plan of the enemy against us, against our life, be exposed and be destroyed. Thank you, our Father. In Jesus' name we pray. When I pray for Nigeria, when I'm going to present our country, Nigeria, before God, and God our Father will answer from heaven and deal with all the matters concerning Nigeria. By the fire in our body and the presence of Holy Ghost, the angels and Jesus himself. God will answer from heaven. In the name of Jesus. You can say after me. Lord Jesus. We bring our country Nigeria. Before you. The church of God. Is under siege. Is under severe persecution. And attempt to delete Christianity from Nigeria is ongoing and the enemy of the church is having a few days. Lord Jesus, yes, the church has heard. We have sinned. But oh Lord, remember your mercy that it endure forever. Have mercy on us. We therefore as a church this day of prayer 
bring before you and pray and ask in the name of Jesus that the, as the rod of Aaron as the rod of Aaron swallowed up the rod of Pharaoh and that of his magicians and enchanters and astrologers our prayer today in this prayer day we swallow up every plan of the enemy every plan of Boko Haram every plan of bandits every plan of Iswap every plan of kidnappers every plan of Onongo men every plan of Islamic jihadists every plan of Islamic enchanters diviners marabouts magicians wicked politicians and evil doers all their plans be exposed and be destroyed in the name of Jesus brothers speak in tongue call upon the name of the Lord the power of God will destroy we swallow we wipe away all the plans of the kidnappers all the plans of the bandits all the plans of jihadists all the plans of evil makers wicked politicians none of their plan anymore will stand Jesus Christ of Nazareth arise in your power and help us thank you Lord thank you Lord in Jesus name we pray prayer number two for Nigeria well, you will say after me Lord Jesus at the road of Moses smote the dust of the earth of Egypt and they became lies over all the Egyptians and their livestock today and the, today as we pray and as we smell this ground the dust of Nigeria will rise up and in fact the magicians of the Pharaoh they said that this is the finger of God and today the finger of God will do the same miracle all the dust of Nigeria raise up your Bible raise up your Bible if you don't have Bible don't raise phone the actual Bible raise up your Bible we're going to use this to demonstrate that which was done the, the rod of the rod of Moses smote the ground and the dusts became lies to all the Egyptians and their livestock our own dust will become lies to all the Boko Harams and all the bandits and all the evil makers and as they scratch their body they will repent they will come back to the Lord that is the purpose of this prayer and so with this Bible just touch it on the ground the dust of Nigeria we declare you become lies to all the wicked people operating in Nigeria and they scratch their body they will convert they will convert by the power of God because the Bible says the finger of God is in this one 
And so the finger of God is on this one. As we have done this, God will bring it to pass in the name of Jesus. Number three, Islamic jihadists and their world leaders, they posted that Christians will not rule Nigeria after their champion, Buhari. And this is the reason why they have Muslim Muslim tickets. And also, they put Muslim in all the big political parties, PDP and APC, so they will not miss the chance. This kind of thing they have done is the same thing the Jebusites did in Israel. They said David will not come into Jerusalem. And, and that if he does, that their lame and their blood will fight him, not their army, to show how confident they were. But the Bible says something. The Bible says, nevertheless. Say nevertheless. Say it again. Nevertheless, David took Jerusalem and made it the city of David. Brethren, because what they have said, that a Muslim, will, a Christian will not rule Nigeria after they are champion. We are now saying nevertheless, a Christian will rule, a Christian will come in after Buhari in the name of Jesus. Begin to speak in tongues, begin to pray, begin to call upon the name of the Lord. A Christian will come in, a Christian will come in, a Christian will rule, a Christian will take over. Lord Jesus, you will do it. In Jesus' name we pray. There is another posting here. The, north, the northern part of Nigeria and the western part of Nigeria, they went into a treaty that an Igbo man will not be president, that an Igbo man will not be inspector general of police, an Igbo man will not be a commander of, of the armed forces of Nigeria. Nevertheless, say it again, nevertheless, an Igbo man will be a president. An able man will be a commander in chief of arms office. An able man will be inspector general of police. In the name of Jesus, prayer speaking tongue again. Call upon the name of the Lord. Our prayer is rising into heaven. Marasaka Shereba, Ladoka Tupaba, Yari Kandolobo Seriba Haraba, Remo Seko Toshereba, Yaru Karabo Serbo, Nemo Seko Tokoto. Jesus Christ is Lord. He reigns and he rules. Thank you, our Father. In Jesus' name we pray. In Judges chapter 4, verse 13. My time still remains, so don't think I'm overstaying. I have up to 10.10 to leave this place. Judges chapter 4 verse 13. Prophet Deborah and Barak fought against 
Sisera, the captain of Canaan army. They call on the Lord, and the Lord answered them, and God helped them. Brethren, the Bible said the stars fought in their courses. Stars were fighting for Deborah and Barak. And the moon and sun, they fought also for them. The Bible said their horses were broken. Their valiant men of war fell under the edge of the sword. Hey, a Kenyan woman, a Kenyan lady, a king's lady of, of, of Captain Cesara, Jael by name, wife of Haba. Do you know she was the one that killed Cesara with a, a, a nail and a hammer? By this prayer from this altar, all those that fight the church in Nigeria, they'll be smitten, they'll be destroyed, they'll be no more. It's either they convert or they perish in the name of Jesus. All of them that can go up against the evils, they'll be disappointed, they'll be dismayed, they'll be brought to nothing. Jesus, as God fought for, as God fought for Prophet Deborah and Barak, so God will fight for the church. So God will fight for the church. So God will fight for the Hebrews. So God will fight for your family. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Bring it to reality. Bring it to existence. That what the Lord can do. Our God is able. Maro seliba shalaba, mateka ya koshila masonda laba, ramose keti ya kata, lele kolo kolo bobo, rendo salima sene kendelebe, rere koroko ya kate sakashalaba, lamo robo sengole moseliba kalaba. Lord Jesus, we thank you. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name we pray. The last prayer, the last prayer is taken from Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 22. And the Bible said, And when they began to sing and praise the Lord, the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Manser and utterly slay and destroyed them. And when they finish, everyone helped to destroy one another. And when Israelis came out from their worship, lo, the whole multitude were dead bodies. God will replicate this in Nigeria in the name of Jesus. And so, as we sing a song that I will raise, every Boko, all the Boko Haram, Bandits, they will stand up against Israel to slay them and to destroy them. Amen. And when they finish, they will turn all the terrorists, all the bandits, all the Olongo men, all the Islamic jihadists, and Fulani has men, all of them will rise up against them, against themselves and destroy themselves. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen.
so our God who is able to make all grace abound towards us, that we always have enough sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Hear our petitions concerning our nation, Nigeria, and bring the manifestation of your answers forthwith in the name of Jesus. Amen. You that minister seed to the sower, put minister bread for everyone here, and multiply every seed of prayer, sacrifice, service, and worship we make unto you and increase the fruits of our righteousness in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, enrich everyone here in all fruitfulness, in our fire of communion, ever burning with you, in intimacy with you, to your delights, to our spiritual busting forth, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, increase everyone here in all fruitfulness, in matters of life and godliness, in the remaining months of this year, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, Increase everyone here, father, mother, young man, young woman, children, Lord, in every measure of fruitfulness, in our endeavors, in our schooling, in our studies, in our businesses, in our workplaces, to all grace and manifold fruitfulness, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your answers to prayers. Thank you for your mercies. In Jesus' name we pray.